of some things that have happened over the course of the past 72 to 96 hours that are really shaping the future of what we're going to see in the next 96 hours. What I want to do is cover some of these items so that you and your family can start kind of seeing the direction that things are taking and you can make decisions on how you will react to the coming changes. In financing, we have seen auto loans see a 60 plus day delinquency that has reached a record high percentage rate. This is a very concerning trend as we see people falling behind on their ability to pay their car notes. The U.S. military is warning that, quote, we are probably not going to be able to do anything to slow down, to disrupt, to interdict, or to destroy the Chinese nuclear development programs that they have projected to increase over the course of the next 10 to 20 years. The U.S. military says that they are doing that. They are increasing these uh, preparedness plans in accordance with their own change of the national or international world order. We're seeing apartment builders going crazy right now. 1.1 million apartment units are currently under construction or are receiving uh, permitting. This is 60% higher than a pre-pandemic and a double peak that was set in the 2007 financial crisis. This is extremely bad news for people like real estate investors. This means lower rates uh, of rent are coming and people are going to charge even more for existing home prices before that bottom falls out. What's especially concerning, says real estate investors, is that they are already dealing with empty apartments. If you look at uh, counties in Phoenix, for example, from apartment list, it shows vacancies at almost 8%, the highest level in more than six years. You look at other, uh, other regions like Las Vegas, vacancies at almost 9% in less than a two-year period. Rent is still going up in some sought-after or highly sought-after areas, but we're questioning now why is vacancy going up? And I think what you're starting to see, according to some of the uh, real estate watchers, is that you are having happen in the United States of America what happened in countries like China in the last couple of years, where they built and built and built and then it all fell down. The United States dollar is losing at this moment in time. Your children are going to remember this moment as the U.S. dollar loses its reserve currency status. But here's what you need to know about what's happening. The U.S. dollar, of course, as you know, was the backbone of global economic trade for decades. Several countries used the dollar as their own official currency. You have Ecuador, Panama, El Salvador. In 1944, Back when they really started this entire criminal act, the Bretton Woods Agreement established the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. At that point in time, 44 countries agreed to a global monetary system that would be underpinned by the U.S. dollar. Now, what happened in the 1940s, what happened in the 1900s, you can start to build your own puzzle to see that the United States of America, in their sought-after winds of World War II, decided that they would become the world order of that time. This, at the time, was an, an okay deal by everybody because the U.S. dollar was backed by a commodity. It was backed by gold. And then the U.S. government, in a massive move of corruption and a want to stay on top, they did away with that system in 1971. 
Now, if you look back in history, the U.S. dollar, of course, was still a safe haven for international investors. When you see times of crisis in different countries, money would flow into the uh, dollar as people would seek their own refuge from trouble in other economies. But back in 2014, almost 10 years ago now, we saw a huge turning point. China and Russia started to shift that paradigm. They no longer wanted the U.S. dollar for their own trade, for their own investments. This trend, as you know it today, has accelerated to a point that is called de-dollarization. It's happening everywhere. Central banks have bought gold at their fastest pace. We're seeing the fastest purchase, the most purchase of gold since 1987. This is showing you that countries want to go back to their own currencies. They want to go back to gold rather than paper fiat money. Today, trade is shifting away from the United States dollar. I want you to take a look at how the Chinese and Russian trade denomination in yuan has spiked since the year 2022. Markets are shifting to the yuan, and China is becoming the superpower to be. <clears throat> now, the dollar still dominates foreign exchange services and reserves, but they say this is not going to last. Saudi Arabia's decision to join the Shanghai Cooperative Organization has sent new shockwaves through the world, the Middle East and beyond. It comes amid a wave of diplomatic initiatives in the region. Regional powers are moving toward China and Russia. Now you have Riyadh's move to join their economy with the bloc, China, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Pakistan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Russia. They have all been hailed as major strategic shifts away from the dollar. Now, for Saudi Arabia, this move is part of their own wider plan. They're rebalancing major power relations. They are moving their portfolios in strategic partnerships away from America. The kingdom is pursuing its own strategy to develop strategic partners, both militarily and economically, away from the West. Uh, Ali al-Shatabi, the Saudi political expert, he formerly led the Arabia Foundation think tank. He says that China and the multilateral organizations it has established as an important part of those organizations, China is strengthening the ties with Saudi Arabia by allowing the Saudis to benefit from the Chinese relations with other countries, those countries like Iran. Then you have Saudi Arabia's move on the heels of a Chinese brokered deal to resume the uh, relations, the dipl uh, diplomatic ties between Iran and Saudi Arabia. These had been severed for years. Iran recently saw its status upgraded from just an observer status to a full member in September. And now Saudi Arabia's decision to follow suit is sending new shockwaves across the United States of America. This separation between the U.S. and America is huge. Uh, between the U.S., basically, there is a separation between the U.S. and America, isn't there? Because we have a secession that is being called for. But what I'm saying is that this separation between Saudi Arabia and the American elite and power system is huge. It's going to have reverberating aftershocks that are going to affect us for decades. The stability of the Middle East and the economic prosperity of those countries will give, they say, the U.S., anti-opportunities. We're going to see opportunities that we once had be removed from us. Now, what's going to happen next? That's where military strategists say 
you're going to have a new Middle Eastern war. They say Saudi Arabia's move to join the SEO is a break from relationship status with the USA. And there's no doubt that the Saudi Arabian relationship with the US is no longer as important or strategic for the country as it once was. They say this depends on what happens next, and you're going to start to see a big move take place here soon. Meanwhile, you have major factions of the uh, eight-year conflict in Yemen being welcomed in the Iran and Saudi Arabian deal. China is facilitating this role in this deal, and they're basically making it so Saudi Arabia has new friends away from America. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Yellen has said, quote, I'm worried about China's activities that they are engaged in. You see, these politicians and government leaders and policy leaders, they all know what direction this is taking. They are in their last grasp of control and economic superiority. Now, as this happens, you and me, the employees of the state, so to say, because we work all day, we give them our tax money on the money that we make, give them your tax money on the money that you spend, you give them your tax money on the uh, homes that you have, everything, you give them more and more and more. So we are their indentured servants. And so they know that they are in the final grasps of their own control and it scares them. What they're going to do is just what any abusive relationship individual does. They're going to try to hold on tighter because they don't wanna to have to start all over themselves. The U.S. Chief of Staff has said the diff, uh, situation that we're experiencing right now is harder to realize and to face than the Cold War because we are at this moment in time in America facing not one, but two nuclear superpowers. The U.S. is at war with China and Russia. They just don't realize it in the markets yet. Supermarket prices are going up all over the world. Germany has seen food inflation jump. 22% year over year. A fresh score of statistics shows that they are rising, not just in Germany, but all across Europe and in the United States of America. In fact, you have uh, Mondelez, you have uh, Nabisco, you have all these different organizations, Pepsi, saying, you know what, we're going to have to keep raising prices. And that really gets me because at the same time, they're telling you they need to raise prices we are seeing them post record profits. They're giving out massive multi-billion, multi-million dollar bonuses. And they are just running one of the largest bouts of corruption and corporate greed that we have ever seen. We have moved away from a capitalist marketplace a long time ago. Sure, capitalism in its truest form still exists, but it exists at a very skewed and jaded amount. What we're seeing right now is corruption. That's what runs the world. Think about an employer, employer and employee relationship. You can have an employer that's a great employer, right? He works out uh, for his employees. He helps them out. He does what's necessary. And he might even share, take a sacrifice of his own to try to pay his employees more. He will never get ahead in this world. Instead, if he, want, he or she wants to get ahead, what he will have to do is he will have to take more from his employees, fire them, make a revolving door marketplace where if one person doesn't want to do it, another person will do it for cheaper. He will keep loading on massive workloads to the employees until they are nothing but little robots all day, every day.
And that for you is the explanation of the current employment status of the United States of America. It almost doesn't matter what field you're in. If you're working for somebody who is calling the shots over you, you really have two choices. They are either sacrificing their own worth and wealth to not overburden you, or they're getting rich because of you. China and France, of course, completed their first LNG trade using the Chinese yuan. And with this, we are starting to see a further shift away from the United States dollar. Because of this, it is so important for you and your family to get prepared. What I mean by that is old school survivalism, old school preparedness. You need to go back to the things that your grandparents did to get ready for harder times. They lived through the Great Depression because they knew how to suffer, sacrifice, work, burden, and get ready. They didn't take anything for granted. They might have saved what you wouldn't have saved today. They didn't waste. They didn't go out. They didn't do all those other things. They found ways to enjoy their lives and their times for free or for cheap. And in some cases, they found that enjoyment in things that were dual purpose. So we need to focus right now on that dual purpose preparedness. You need to be the prepper of the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Not the prepper that's afraid of nuclear war, not the prepper that is afraid of you know uh, digital clocks turning to the year 2000 and everything breaking. No, you need to be the prepper that gets together five months, a year's worth of food, cycles through it, works at it like a job. It is a job to go through and cycle your food and move. You have to basically be a stocked person at a grocery store inside of your own home. You go to the back of the pantry, you use that first, you slide what you just repurchased to replace what you're using to the front of your pantry. And in doing this, you and your family are going to be better prepared for losing your job, uh, having economic hard times overall, prices going up, and you're hedging against those things. I had a friend, Jordan, asked me recently, you know, what I thought was going to happen and kind of the direction that things were going to take. And we are, unless we see those black swan events, which are very possible, a good deal away from a massive overnight shift. What we're going to see instead is, uh, you know, we're standing at the bottom of a uh, dump truck and they're just piling manure over top of us. And the first pile you can scoot away from, the uh, second load, well, you might be able to just get it around your feet. The third load, well, it's getting a little bit higher. Now it's coming up your knees, then it's in your waist, it's up in your shoulders. And if you don't want to uh, drown in feces, you're going to have to be swimming through the S, so to say. And in doing so, you'll have to keep your head above, float, above water, well, groundwater. And so what we're trying to do right now is just stay afloat, right? We're trying to get our food in order, get your properties in order, uh, pay ahead if you can. I think that everybody should consider putting uh, you know, uh, their own idea of what's important to them to the side, and then you'll be a little bit more prepared. I'm sure you have seen the petition with thousands of signatures from technology's leading creators. Those are leaders that are afraid right now. They are fearful that humankind and social behavior as we know it is at stake. The petition reads in the following way. AI systems with human competitive intelligence poses a profound risk to society and humanity. They have shown by extensive research and knowledge that stated widely endorsed laboratories advanced AI represents a profound change 
to the history of life on Earth. Now, I was just talking with a friend this morning, and we were discussing how AI doesn't have to fire nukes. It doesn't have to release something accidentally from a lab. It doesn't have to do any of that. All it has to do is something that is so ill-prepared for in the minds of men that we will think we're doing it on our own. And that's social engineering. With social engineering, you and I and everybody else, we can say, you know what? We did it. It was our own plan. And so as we look at the cascading number of things that are happening around our world, maybe we look at them and say, something really weird is going on. And it's in our best interest and for our families and our future to do what we can today. I want to thank you for being here with us at Full Spectrum Survival. Please make sure that you leave a comment, leave a question if you have one with the word question first. From my family to yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by each one of you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure that you check out contingencymedical.com. Use the code FSS10 if you're looking for real antibiotics from real doctors. And if you're looking for long-term food storage, once you have your pantry full of rice and flour and oats and corn and canned chicken, maybe you're looking for something you can throw in your car and get on the run. Use the code FSS15 at nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS. See if it's right for you. I get no commission, no extra discounts, no anything like that. That discount is there for you alone. Please, everybody, stay safe, and we hope to see you right back here tomorrow. Power trip for a long time. They have been in the top spot, unearned top spot. And, you know, they really seriously think they can't be brought down. And psychologically, I don't think they can handle what's about to happen to them. There is not going to be no reset, and you're going to remain on top running fast. That ain't nothing but fantasy fairy tale talk. Maybe you just need fake stories. Because psychologically, you yeah. can't handle what's yeah. about to happen. Your picture is coming to an end. There ain't no reset. There ain't no do-over. They ain't no, oh, we're going to repeat this again. None of that. Once it's over, it's over. It will not, your rulership will never happen on this earth again. It is official to get once it's over. So if y'all need to feel good on these reset stories, have at it. It's not going to come to pass. You can run around and say whatever you want. It don't mean what you say is going to come to pass. No, he, he, he sent a message that he want black. All right, ready. Y'all claim it was going to be, uh, they ain't going in there, and they went in there, and then when they went in there, oh, it'll be over in about a week or two, and nothing you say ever comes to pass. So we're not worried about the reset story. That's probably just as fake as the Russia-Ukraine stories that you have told in the past. That's fake, too. So let's get into this story. I want to thank everybody for sending me the BRICS common currency story. I actually had the story, too. But, you know, that just goes to some great minds and collide. So, BRICS, they're coming out with their own currency, you know, because these nations are trying to get rid of the U.S. dollar. And they're trying to get this currency out as early as August 2023. 
So India, China, they're going to set up a counter bill to challenge the U.S. dollar. Uh, uh, uh. You done pissed off the wrong ones, America. Sometimes it don't pay to be a bull. So the dominance of the U.S. dollar as the global trade is facing a significant challenge as emerging global economies such as China and India step forward to trade in their own currencies. Besides countries either seen as aligned or neutral by the West in terms of ongoing Russia offense in Ukraine, are increasingly banding together to focus on a mutual global finance. In other words, America, they don't want your dollar. See, in the past, you would go overthrow a government, you would have people assassinated, and you know, and then everybody would roll along with your monopoly money. Well, uh, and this may be too many for you to assassinate. And I don't think you can successfully overthrow all of these governments. I don't care what you say, you know, all that, all that fake talk and everything. And, you know, yeah, whatever. So anyway, countries are now more inclined to siding with BRICS. So it's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. These are the countries right now exploring the idea of creating a common currency to trade among themselves. And that means no U.S. dollar involved. Uh-huh. A new financial arrangement seen with a potential or translate into a common BRICS currency could be announced as soon as August of 2023. Boy, America, things are not going well. And look, the banking situation that, you know, their fake mainstream news, you know, are, are sitting there trying to tell everybody it's okay, you know. You know, they got to pacify the Karens out in the society because they sure ain't pacifying no one else. They got to pacify old hysterical Karen out here to keep her calm. But you can go out, and I've seen the stories from other banking CEOs. They're saying, oh, no, things are not okay. So just think about this currency coming out. This is like kick them when they're down. And that's exactly what they're doing to America. They are kicking America when she's down. But that's okay, America, because you believe in doing that. You just don't like it when it's done to you. So, so in order for them to come out with this by August of 2023, they've probably been working on it for quite some time. So ladies and gentlemen so they are saying they could be making an announcement as soon as august 2023 at a forthcoming brick summit in south africa no wonder why america's over there in africa you notice all these trips to africa recently you had janet yellen 
And everybody just loves going to those uh, slave castles too. They just love, that's just, uh, I guess, photo hop. Because we know y'all don't care about no damn slavery. Right now, just looking at America, it's almost like watching America die in motion. We're watching it in real time right now. You know, these countries have had enough and they don't want no more dealings with America, America's leaders, America's money. They don't want any interaction with American um yeah, as far as trading and, and dealing with America, they everybody is kind of pushing America out the back door. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. dollar plays a far too much. They're saying that the U.S. dollar is far too dominant globally. And, you know, they're ready to make a change. You know, in other words, they're going to leave you behind, America. That's what they're going to do. Leave you in the dust. So whether the Federal Reserve Board has embarked on periods of monetary tightening or the opposite, loosening the consequences of the value of the dollar and the knock-on effects have been dramatic. So Brazil, Russia, India, and China established BRICS back in 2009, and the block became BRICS a year ago when South Africa was admitted. So if it expands, it could include other countries, and other countries are trying to get in this group. They're trying to be part of BRICS. You know, and we did hear talk of Mexico and you know, and, and other countries are really trying to partner with anybody but the U.S. So we shall see. It'll be interesting to see what happens when August get here. You know, it's going to certainly cause a huge uproar if they start using their own currency and start using the U.S. dollar less and less in these countries. The economic impact in America, you know what these people do, and they do what they do best, more inflation, more strain on the American people because they're losing out globally. And, you know, see, America, this is what happens when you write a, a check, your butt can't cash. So now you've got all of these countries that are ready to pile your dollars up yeah. in you know, on top of the wood and have a big bonfire, you know, with your dollars. But, hey, we shall see what happens. I don't believe America is going to recover from this. I think they will have their own currency. And I think all of their efforts over in Africa are going to fail. But those are my opinions. But let me know yours in the comment section. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. Thank you.
Video, so if I seem a little goofy at times, so clearly, Thomas is back in the news because he's been doing something illegal. He's been doing something illegal, y'all. Can you imagine that a Supreme Court justice involved in some illegal activity? Well, you know, in, in, in from their world, he's clearly. But we know from the hood, he's clean. <laughs> okay, let me get into it. All right, so now, let's see what he did. Let's check out what he did. So Clarence Thomas, ladies and gentlemen, have been illegally accepting luxurious gifts and private jet trips and traveling the world. And he's been doing this for decades. And as a Supreme Court justice, he's not supposed to be accepting that kind of stuff. And he's been accepting it almost the whole time he's been sitting there. Uh-uh-uh. And we already know about the activities of his wife, Jenny, right? I'm telling you, you get a set of pig ears and put on that woman. All you got to do is push her in front of the camera. That's all, folks. <laughs> okay, so a bombshell ProPublica report revealed Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been treated to years and years of luxury vacations by billionaire Republican donors, Harlan Crowe. Harlan Crowe. Oh, I guess there is uh, what way to corrupt the system than to pay off a Supreme Court justice and just shower him in lavish gifts. Y'all would notice how Clarence Thomas and his wife are probably the ugliest interracial couple you ever see. <laughs> ugly, ugly interracial couple. So anyway, let's get back to this. So the Multimedia Interactive Essay Survey, they said um, three attention-grabbing uh, grabbing claims. So he goes on cruises in far-flung locales on this billionaire yacht. Crow on his yacht. Then he flies on Harlan Crow's private jet and keeps company with Crow's and his friends, you know, when they're going off to private resorts. Man, it must be nice, y'all, to have all the unearned advantages and he does get to do all that stuff, right? Unearned advantages. Don't leave home without it. So, According to ethics, law expert 
Thomas' failure to include any trips on his financial disclosures appeared to violate a law requiring justices, judges, members of Congress, and federal officials to disclose most gifts. So not only has Clarence Thomas been getting these luxurious gifts, he has not been reporting it on his financial statements. Imagine that a Supreme Court justice breaking the law, y'all. But he got the nerve to look down on our community. Got a lot of nerve, don't he? The essence of the reporting is revealed early in the damning piece. For more than two decades, Thomas has accepted luxury trips virtually every year from Dallas businessmen without disclosing them. Documents and interviews show a public servant who is got a salary. Now, on the Supreme Court, he makes $285,000 a year as a Supreme Court justice. He has went on vacations on this billionaire uh, yacht. He has like a super yacht. And he's going around the globe on this super yacht. He files on pros, um, you know, his private jet. And he has gone with Crow to Bohemian Grove. You all know what Bohemian Grove is, right? That's where all the elite go. And, you know, it's a place they go and act like a bunch of perverts. And then they come home. Oh, I, I hope most of you know what Bohemian Grove is. So the exclusive California all-male retreat, or you got to be very rich. You got to be part of the elite to even be able to go there. So um, all-male and to Crow Sprawling Ranch in East Texas, Thomas typically spends about every week in the summer at Crow's private resort. All right, y'all. But you know what? I, I find it hard to believe that he's the only one that's doing this. I bet you there's other justices that have done the same thing. You know, so we know Clarence Thomas is one of the most conservative judges on the Supreme Court. He was appointed by George Herbert Walker Bush in the 90s, and he has been controversial for some time. And recently, over his wife's Jimmy Thomas activities, where, you know, she had some involvement with uh, January 6th, and y'all remember she was also part of that tea party that mysteriously started when Obama came in office, you know, it, you know, the uh, racism all out and clean, the plain view. But, you know, one thing about Clarence Thomas, he don't mind that Jenny wears a clean hood. Maybe that turns him on. I don't know. Maybe it does. ProPublica details the specific benefits that Thomas has received from the Dallas billionaire donor then quickly pivots to why exactly it is ethically questionable and quoting legal ethics 
uh, experts. So, yeah, I mean, look, that would be a breach, even if he was on a regular job where you were doing a particular group or a political person favors and they're paying you under the table. You know, you're not supposed to be doing those kind of activities. But, you know, America's so corrupt. You can best believe you'll see damn near anything in this society. It is what it is, right? So, you know, they're saying that Crow, who is the billionaire, provided a statement to ProPublica, which he said that he and his wife have never discussed a pending or lower court case with Thomas. Yeah, but who's going to really know that? It seems like he has a lot of exposure around Clarence Thomas. I mean, do you really think this billionaire is going to tell you what their conversations are? Come on. I'm sure they have discussed court cases and everything else, but he's not going to tell you. We have never sought to influence Justice Thomas on any legal or political issue, he said. This is only a top-line summary of the findings in this potentially uh, bombshell report that includes fascinating details and photos. They said they got photos of him, you know, on this private jet, on this super yacht, on a Bohemian Grove. You know, they just got pictures of Clarence everywhere. So, um, So what do you think should happen? Should he remain on the Supreme Court? I think just over his wife's activity, he really should have stepped down. So, um, so the report provides details, photos, and provides a window into the lifestyle of the super wealthy and influential. Well, Clarence know all about that because he's indulging in that too. But what do y'all think? You know, it's not like we favor Clarence Thomas. The people that look like George Herbert Walker Bush, they're the ones that favor Clarence Thomas. You know, except for last year, you know, when y'all remember when they were all over the internet talking about assassinating him and all that stuff. Y'all remember that, right? Uh, I guess, you know, you can fall in and out of favor with these folks. That's why it's not best to mingle with them at all. But y'all, please tell me what you think. You see how, see y'all, that's why when I'm like this, you think I'm bad when I'm not. (laughs) When I I didn't have anything, man, it gets brutal when I do. But please tell me what you think about this whole situation with Clarence Thomas and his luxury life that he's living on the side. Please leave your comments and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace.
now out of uh, Los Angeles area. We do have a live pursuit going on of a uh, of police uh, going here. The suspect we are learning uh, to be possibly 